Let's go, let's look at this. Let's go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 8. Good to see everybody. Did you have a good day? Yeah. Is it getting better? Yeah. Yeah, the steps of the righteous get brighter and brighter in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, so we'll go ahead and put it up. If you want to give, of course, uh, you can give online. You can give give.bclife.org. Uh, you can log in there. You'll have the envelopes too. Uh, anything uh, that we're taking up, you can make out to uh, Boomerang Church. And uh, so we just welcome you. We're going to talk uh, real quickly and then, uh, well... I'm not going to say real quickly, but we're going to, yeah, yeah, just forget I said that. And uh, then uh, Ted is going to come up and you're going to be blessed tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, he's carrying something that you just don't see many people carrying in the kingdom of God, uh, but he's carrying it, he's carrying it right. He's got an anointing to set people free, set them on fire, and take them to new levels. He's got an anointing to take people to new levels. That's part of the reason why uh, we are good friends, because we believe in that. You are not supposed to sit still in the kingdom of God with everything that Christ paid for by his death, burial, and resurrection. There's no way that we're supposed to sit still, stay Matter of fact, he talks about that in the parable of the, of the talents. He, he shows that I, he's expecting increase with what he's given us. We should be believing God for increase. And listen, up till this point in your life, you might be somebody who's never heard that message before, who's not been taught to think that way, but I'm telling you that's how the Bible talks. The Bible is always speaking of increase. It's always speaking of going forward. Remember this verse, it, it's God, but thanks be unto God who always leads us in triumph. In the King James, who always causes us to triumph. He's not bringing you to a neutral place. He's not bringing you to, an, to a place where everything just stays the same. He, if you take him by the hand, he's leading you one direction. And that is to triumph. He's leading you to higher places and to level up in Him. He's bringing you to those places of increase. And it's important for us to get that in our heart and in our mind that God wants us to go to places of increase. We've made excuses out of what we would call uh, humility, but it's really false humility that would hold us back from what we're actually called to do. We're, God's looking for somebody whose heart is pure towards Him, who, he can show himself strong on their behalf. Will it be you? Will it be you? Will it be you? See, when, it, when your heart starts to cry that at that level and it starts to yearn for you to be used by God, that's when things start to happen. That's when things start to happen. I'm reminded of a story that Keith Moore told where all of a sudden, he said they were in school and they were on the front row and uh, Brother Hagin was teaching line upon line, precept upon precept and it was after lunch and in the afternoon and Brother Hagin was just teaching line upon line. 
precept upon precept. And the eyes got heavier and heavier. And, and Keith Moore said, I, he was on the other side of the, of the sanctuary. But then all of a sudden, I, I, it's kind of like I came to myself. He was standing right in front of me. And Brother Hagin goes, get excited, boys. It's when you get excited about the word that it worked for you. See, when you start to let the things of God excite you to the core, that's when they start to work for you. Amen. Amen. Let's look at this, 2 Kings chapter 4. And let me just tell you this. This, this is what's been going over in my spirit today. Last night, last night while we uh, finished up the offering, uh, I just really, it's like the Holy Ghost opened up something, that this week has something special on it for financial breakthrough. There's something that's being imparted in the area of finances. How many people say, well, it's about time, and I receive it. I need breakthrough in my finances. Listen, the Bible talks about finances. A lot of times people won't preach on this stuff. Jesus preached on it all the time, all the time. Why? Because it's one of the best witnesses that you can have about a great king. Like if you're if you're walking around broke, busted and disgusted, what does that tell about your shepherd? What does that say about your king? Oh, I'm in a kingdom. Well, which kingdom is that? Yeah. Right? It 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 has a testimony as how we walk. Now, I can tell you a few years ago Nicole and I we were in a leadership meeting, and uh, the, the leaders around us were talking about uh, Deb and Barrett and George were there, and uh, Sherman was there, and uh, they were talking about what they grew up with, and uh, they were talking about like these brand name toys and everything, and Nicole and I both were like, we were be trying to be quiet, but I was like, I didn't have that toy. No. Nicole's like, I didn't have that toy either. We're like shooting eyes at each other. They were talking about something else. I'm like, I didn't have that toy either. I was like, she said, I didn't have that toy either. I, and then they said something else, you know, like Stretch Armstrong. I'm like, I didn't have that toy either, you know. And she's like, I didn't have that toy. I'm like, dang, we were poor. <laughs> we were, I had revelation. We grew up poor, you know. <laughs> we grew up poor. And I, Huh? Yeah, we, we're like, man, we had all the tastios and we had the best cereal from the bag, right? Uh, yeah, we'd go, to, we'd go, we'd go over to the, the Japanese place and they'd give us the soup. We'd be like, you know, that's how we grew up. Yeah, this is good stuff. Not just yellow hot water. Amen. One, one piece of tofu. I like that. I had fun. We grew up po and, uh, I started to realize, but here's what. The Lord will not lead you, leave you there. That's right. Right, right, right. If you will get in this word, God is not a respecter of persons, right. but he is a respecter of faith. Right. And faith without works is dead. If you start to believe in the character and nature of God and you start to apply it, God has already pre-designed this world to respond. That's what we talked about last night. He's already told heaven and earth, you must respond to the God kind of faith. He's already programmed it like a computer program. He's already programmed it. Heaven, earth, if they respond in faith, you respond to them. You respond. And that's what we found. And all of a sudden, even though we grew up Poe, the Lord started to change things. Yeah. And he started bringing us out of that. He started taking our mindsets higher. I mean, we, we, we think a lot bigger than we used to. But God keeps telling me, you're not thinking big enough. And most of the time when I start talking about what's really in my heart, I see people disconnecting. Like I see them disconnecting because they don't really have an idea about who God is. Right. 
Let me, let me tell you something. Y'all remember in the news recently, it was Jesse Duplantis wanting a plane. I think his was like $54 million. And then before that, about a, six months before that, was Creflo Dollar. And his, I think, was $65 million. Man, people were losing their stuff, right? They were losing it. You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? All right. They were losing it. Like, they're like, should I? They're thinking, should I laugh at that? I'm not sure I should laugh at that or not. Anyway, um, we're in church. Anyway, they were losing it on national TV. I mean, and ministers were losing it. Here's, here's what gets me. You have a God who created every part of this earth. He created this whole solar system, this whole galaxy, the universe. Now, I want you to think about this. The value of this earth, if you look at the value of this earth, and, and I, I, I looked it up, you know, Google, and um, I looked it up, and it said that the value of the earth was something like four quadrillion dollars or something like that. Four quadrillion now, if you boil that down, that's the whole value of the whole earth. Now, if you boil that down uh, and put 65 million in the value of the earth, like if you saw it, you can barely see a line. It's almost not even visible compared to the value of this earth. So it depends on who you're talking to because where they're thinking in where their thinking is becomes relative to how they receive that news. But one of the problems is we just look at this earth and we compare ourselves to other people. Well, how are they doing? What are they doing? What are, how are they doing? Well, what kind of car do they have or what kind of plane do they have? It wouldn't, wouldn't just a single prop plane be enough. You know, they, and we look at other people and we start to think how they think. Well, listen, you've got, all right, let's get relative, but let's not get relative to the people that are around you. Let's get relative to your God that you say you believe in. Let's get relative to him because if the value of our planet is four quadrillion dollars and you can't even see 65 million mark inside of that amount, if you saw it all lined up, it's so small, it's hard enough to even see, you start to realize that that is a drop in the bucket of what's in this earth. And you serve a God who didn't just create this earth. He created every planet in the solar system, every planet in this galaxy. In the galaxy, there are billions, billions of stars. Our star has nine planets and we are not the biggest planet and we have that kind of value. And then all of a sudden, you realize that we are one of billions of galaxies? So you're talking about billions of stars times billions of galaxies and all of them if they had an average of nine planets. How much does your God have at his, in his control? And you're limiting him to this? What really got on my nerves about that is it wasn't that people, whether they thought he was wrong or not, what really is the issue is they don't know their God. They don't know how big God is. Man, it hurt my heart because I started to realize we are limiting God. We've got to think bigger. How can you do the exploits God has called you to do if you don't start understanding who he really is? 
He's the kind of God that when you don't have an answer, you don't even have transportation, he'll give you a vehicle. He's the kind of God who'll wipe out your debt in one day. It's nothing to him. It's nothing to him. Now listen to this. And he said this. He said across that whole universe, right? It says this. The Bible tells us this. He measured the universe with the span of his hand. How big is God? How big's your mountain now? Think about it. How big is your mountain now? It's nothing to God. It's smaller than a grain of sand to him. It's, what would you do if you just had some sand, like 10 pieces of sand on the table? Be like, <sighs> nothing. And we look at our, you know, $100,000 worth of debt. We look at our finances as if it's some monumental thing. Well, which one's bigger, that thing or God? We've got to change our thinking. We, and we've got to make room for God to be God. We've got to make room in our heart for God to be God. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Let's just read this story here. We've got to make room in our heart. So 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 8. Now there came a day when Elisha passed over to Shunem, where there was a prominent woman, and she persuaded him to eat food. And so it was, as often as he passed by, he turned in there to eat food. Now, I want you to see something. Here's this man of God, and uh, he's walking along. He's doing what God's called him to do. And then you've got this lady over here, and she says, I'm going to persuade him. I'm going to do what it takes to be a blessing to him. Now, you have to understand that, yes, he represents a man of God, but what he represents at the, at the core is he represents God. I'm going to do whatever it takes to be a blessing to God. And what that means, if it means that it's blessing a certain person or a man of God or a woman of God, I'm going to do what it takes to be a blessing. It didn't say, you notice that the word doesn't just throw words out there. It says she persuaded him. She persuaded him. That meant she had to put effort into getting him to come there and eat. Right? In other words, she said, she persuaded him. How many of us are, are moving in some persuasion to, Lord, let me serve you. Let me serve you. Let me make room at my table for you. You know, most people, we can't even remember to say the blessing, much less make room at our table for them. Right? Today, people are even scared to say the blessing. In America, they're afraid. They're, I, well, I don't want to look like a fanatic. I want to look like a fanatic for God. I, you know, people say, well, you're crazy. I am crazy. I'm crazy about God. I'm crazy about him. I'm crazy about him. And I'm going to make room for him in my house. I'm going to make room for him at the table. I'm going to make room for him in my heart. All right. Then it says, verse 9, she said to her husband, Behold now, I perceive that this is a holy man of God passing by us continually. Yep. This is a holy man. And then it says, verse 10, Please, 
Let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set up a bed for him there, a table and a chair and a lampstand, and it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. Now, you notice that what I see here is I don't see the husband, I see the husband agreeing, but it wasn't like it was the husband's idea, right? So I don't know about you husbands, but has your wife ever had some ideas that it's like, uh, <laughs> like, like power tools, you know, all right, husband, uh, you know, don't say yes right now. I, I just, let me, let me discern your agreement with me. Okay. Just let's be, let's use some wisdom here. It's like power tools with, with my wife, I, baby, can I please go to Lowe's and buy a drill at no and a saw? No, yes. <laughs> no, yes. no. You know, sometimes husbands are like, uh, but you know, sometimes we're not in agreement with everything that's asked of us. You don't have to shake your heads. Let me just discern your agreement. Yeah. Oh, I feel discernment. Amen. All right, glory. But I want you to see, what was she doing? She was, she was persuading her husband as well. She was making room now, not just at the table, but in her house. She was saying, hey, we got to do this. This is a man of God. That means he's representing God. We're going to make room for God at our table. We're going to make room for God in our house. Amen. We're going to make room. We've got to make room for God to be God. Uh -huh. We've got to. How many people want God to be what he actually says he is in this Bible? How many people want the power of God in here? And I mean, I don't know about you, but I just got tired of going through this Bible, but not seeing the results. Where is this powerful God? He's supposed to be so good. Where is he? And that's not dishonoring God. That's actually honoring him. What it's saying is, what I was saying was this, is like, look, I think, I think that I have stood in the way of God being who he wants to be in our lives. And if I've stood in the way in our life, that means we're designed to overflow. I'm also standing in the way of the overflow on other people too. So now I'm not being the witness because I'm not seeing the power of God. I need to see the power of God. I remember one time hearing uh, David Hogan, he was a missionary in Mexico, and he was saying, if there's a weak link in this equation, it ain't God. It's not God. If there's a weak link in the equation, that weak link is me. I'm, I'm the one who needs to change. I'm the one who needs to humble myself. If he made a promise, then he is true to his word. He's true to his promise. Where are these promises being made manifest? And I, I just got fed up in my spirit of not seeing this stuff come to pass. All of a sudden, guess what? We started seeing it. When we decided to humble ourselves and make room in our lives for God, guess what we started to see? We started to see God be God. We started to see the healing, the miracles, the financial breakthrough. We started to see the power of God start to flow in ministry and in our lives. We started to see these things actually become reality. Now, here it is. He, she says this, look, let's, let's make room in our house. Verse 10, let us make a little walled upper chamber and let us set a bed, bed for him there and a table 
and a chair and a lampstand, and it shall be when he comes to us that he can turn in there. They made room. Now, how much, uh, I need somebody that builds houses and stuff today. A room like this, built up properly, done right and in excellence, how much would it cost? How much would you think it would cost, Paul? Twelve to fifteen grand. Let's say it's ten thousand. Let's go on the low side. All right, just just to make a point. Let's say it's ten thousand. Then you got to put furniture in there. Now you may have included that. Let's just say it's ten thousand for the whole thing. How many people's laying ten thousand dollars to make room for God? Right. Let, all right. Let's say you don't have ten thousand dollars. How many people are believing God? For $10,000. Lord, I want to do something awesome for you. I'm believing you for more. I'm believing. Don't you have belief at your disposal? Aren't, does, hasn't God given each one of us a measure of faith that we can take and we can start to grow? Uh, now listen. To whom much is given, much is required. How much have you been given? Then how much is required? Then what are we making excuses for and why are we not making room, at least in our faith, to grow it to a place where we can make room for God? Yeah. See, we're not thinking big enough and we don't believe that this stuff is actually true a lot of times. And, and we have been the, the chief of those who have missed it in the past. Right? We've missed it big time, not thinking big enough, not, not stretching our faith out there. And, but we got tired of seeing God not be who he says he is. And, I, and we determined that if that's not happening, it's not his fault. He's already done everything he needs to. We're going to do what we need to. To whom much is given, much is required. We're, he's given us faith. He's given us hope. He's given us love. And we're going to start using it. And when we start using it, we're going to start seeing the increase. $10,000. How many people, think about that. What if people came in and not the pastor, not the speaker, but what if you get into a service and God says, give me $10,000? What would your real response be, not tonight, yesterday? <laughs> what would your real response be? Oh, I mean, imagine that. Most people be like, Oh my God, get behind me, devil. I, I know that wasn't Jesus talking to me. <laughs> but what we've really done is we've limited who God is and what he can be. We've limited. This is, a, this is a joy church, by the way, if you don't know that. We believe in the joy of the Lord. And you know what his anointing will do? It'll Gucci, Gucci, goo ya. Let me tell you, he starts asking you to make $10,000 offerings. You need some joy. That's the truth.
She said, my stomach hurts. <laughs> I, love, I love the statement. If you do church right, you don't need the gym. Get a run on, you know, get a laugh on. You don't need the gym. Oh, I'm thinking of Pastor Rodney right now. I was like, and there's a bunch of people need some joy. You can tell them when the joy breaks out, they're like. Nobody here. No, nobody here. Nobody here. We're a joy church. Listen, we need the joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the bitterness of the Lord. No, that's not what it says. No. You hoping it doesn't come over here? Yeah. You... You think I can't sense it? <laughs> he knows. He's like, don't look at me, Pastor Brian. He's already feeling it. I could sense it. Greg, I am preaching an offering message. This anointing of joy is not supposed to be in a religious offering message. How dare the Holy Ghost send joy in an offering message? Can you believe that, Brother Ted? Oh, my goodness. Do you ever see the joy like this in your church? Not like this? They're crazy. <laughs> Can I come to your church? You might not want me to. <laughs> Well, that's just out of order. No, no, it's just out of your order. It's not out of God's order. This is actually how he solves a lot of things. I'm just priming, I'm priming them for you. They're going to be ready. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you got to understand, I'm not even doing that. In my best day, I'm not funny. It doesn't work like that. Ted's funny. I'm not funny. I come, I'm serious. Seriously not funny. Is it good? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, the word says this. It says, with joy, with joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. It does. 
With joy we draw. You know, there's a lot of things that are in your salvation that you're not drawing up and partaking of because we've rejected joy. We've rejected joy. Because we think that's out of order. No, see, a kid, they'd be in here just busting up, having a good old time because of childlike faith. It's adults that have the issue. I just want to be a kid in the presence of God. Hey, parents, let me ask you a question. Hey, which, which made you happier? To see the joy on the faces of your children? Or in the teenage years, watch them become more civilized? More like an adult. Like they've sucked on a bigger bottle of Grey Poupon. <laughs> or a pickle. Listen, what makes parents happy is when that joy is just washing over their children. Where do you think we got that? Where do you think we got that? From our loving Father in Heaven who never designed us to be stiff you know, stiff was a bad term. Stiff-necked people. That's it. It's good to see you. So glad you got to come here tonight. Sit between all of this. It's awesome. Welcome, welcome. I should have known. I should have known. You got the joy corner over here. If I brought Holly over here and Levi, this whole section would be through. Through. Kendall. Ken, look, Kendall's up in the sound booth. About to fall out. He's trying to hide behind the wall. Oh, praise God for a touch of joy. Huh? He said the wall's holding him up. Yeah, the wall's Well, we're talking about making room. <laughs> Following the Spirit was the plan. This is not what I thought the plan was. Listen. Terrell didn't even know this was possible a few months ago. Now he's laughing in church, receiving cars, getting touched by the Holy Ghost. Life's changed. It looks different. 
the crust of the world starting to fall off. Do you know how many people need a crust to fall off? We're making room in our heart. Are we making room for the joy of the Lord? Do you know how many verses are, there are in the Bible about the joy of the Lord? Oh, it's a bunch. I don't know how many, but it's a lot. The Word says this, He who sits in the heavens laughs. You're just being like your daddy. He laughs at the enemy. We're making room. I was talking about making room for offerings, but let, let's let's make let's get more spiritual. Are we making room for the offering of our reputation? Oh, that shut him up. Are we making room for the offering? Like, will we lay our reputation on the line and let the joy of the Lord do what the joy of the Lord needs to do? You know, how many, I, watch this, watch this, because some, some people don't know what to think. All right, so, how many people, you've had a touch of the joy of the Lord, not, not, what, religious, not what religious people would say, but a touch like this, like what you're seeing. How many people have had a touch of the joy of the Lord? I want you to raise your hand when I ask the question, if it's true. How many people have had a touch of the joy of the Lord like this? And something changed, like the crust of the world, the weight of the world fell off, and you walked out lighter. Look at that. Look. That's almost everybody. Kevin Julie visited last week and this happened last Sunday it's like I'm sorry I didn't do it it wasn't me I was talking about money you know normally people go Talking about money. <laughs> this lady goes on. She makes room in her house. She makes room at the table. She makes room in her heart. She makes room in her heart. And God speaks to the man of God. He prompts him to say, What does she need? Is there something that you need tonight? Is there something that you desire? Something that's been the longing of your heart? Have you made room? Have you made room? 
Are you willing to put your reputation on the line? Are you willing to give God faith? Are you willing to make room? See, that's what's holding a whole lot of people back, is they're not making room. They're not willing to change anything. And they can't grow without changing something. You can't go to another level without changing something. Are you willing to make room? She said, I needed a child. I couldn't have one. And she made room. She had a child. The devil attacked that child. All of a sudden, the devil attacks that child, kills it, kills that boy. That room that she made, that room that she made in her heart brought that child back to life. Back to life. How much room are we really making? How much are we really making? Not comparing it to what we did before. Today, are we making room in our heart? in our offerings, in our holiness, in our faith, are we making room? The truth is, we haven't been making enough room. And it's evident by the state of the church and the state of our society. Because if we'd make room, we would see the power of God on a lot more regular basis, like every day. We need to make more room. So tonight, just stand up with me. And just hold up your envelope. And ask the Lord. Lord, what kind of room do you want to make in my heart tonight? What kind of room do you want me to make with my finances? What kind of room do you want? Glory to God. Lord, we just praise you. Are you making room? Have you made room in your heart? Have you made that room? Not tomorrow, not just next week. Have you made room tonight? Holy Ghost, I just ask right now, speak to each and every heart the room that you would have us to make. You know what room can be made. And you know what room can't be made from where, they're, where they've been at, where we've been at. Lord, you know. Lord, I ask right now that you would write it on their heart. Now let's be obedient. And Father, I just praise you right now for the joy the touch of joy. Lord, I know more than ever the touch of joy that this world needs. It's a part of our hope, a joyful, confident expectation. Lord, we need hope more than ever. It's designed to come out of us and to preach to the world that we have to give an account for. Thank you for the joy. Let us be filled according to your word. Romans 15, 13. Let us be filled with all joy, with all peace, with all hope by the Holy Ghost in believing. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we give you this offering tonight.
as our worship and we give it out of our joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can bring it up. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Let's all lift our hands all over this church tonight. Father, we thank you for the mighty anointing of your spirit that's here even now. We thank you, Lord, that the power of your Holy Ghost is stirring and changing every one of us. We'll never be the same after this service. Something's changing right now. Whatever was holding on to us, trying to take us out, trying to destroy our life. It is destroyed tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, for it. We give you praise. Let every heart be open to receive your word. We give you glory and honor. If you believe it, shout aloud, amen. 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 You can be seated. Pick up your Bible. Those of you watching on Facebook Live, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Let me encourage you to share the broadcast. God's doing something. I was driving over here. Pastor Brian didn't know this. Driving over here with Pastor Brian tonight, drives like a maniac, and we were coming to the service, and the Lord spoke to me, Pastor Brian, and he said, tonight, I'm getting ready to give a, an, an overwhelming deposit of joy to my people. I didn't tell you that, because I don't like to talk to you, but I, 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 uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but, but as I was coming over in the car, we were just talking about the things of God, and I heard in my spirit, the Lord said, tonight, an overwhelming deposit of joy is getting ready to hit my people. And, uh, and they began to show me things from his word. I was sitting on the front row as worship was going on. And God started to direct me to verses in the word that he wanted me to give you tonight regarding your joy. Amen. We're leaving with a deposit of joy. And see, you need to understand something that's so wonderful, so powerful. Joy is not an end unto itself. Joy is a supernatural supplement that actually produces supernatural strength. In fact, you know that verse very well. It's a common verse we hear a lot. Nehemiah chapter 8 and verse 10, the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. In fact, he gives them a command. He says, don't be dejected and sad, but eat, drink, and be merry. Hallelujah. Why? He's encouraging them to feast and to celebrate for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Glory to God. I said, hallelujah. And something's powerful about the joy. It takes you from a place of weakness and it positions you in a place of power to accomplish what God called you to do. Hallelujah. And uh, strength always accompanies joy. That's why the devil fights your joy so hard. He don't want you strong. 
he would rather fight against a weak church than a strong church. He don't mind if you go sit in a pew as long as you stay weak and don't have the ability to stand up and be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You know what's interesting is the Apostle Paul knew that it's not an automatic when you get saved that you'll be strong in the Lord. That's why he instructed the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 6 and told them, verse 10, be strong in the Lord. Because he knew it's a choice. There are things you can do to become strong. And there are things you can do to remain weak. And one of the things you can do to become strong is to learn how to walk in the overwhelming joy of the Holy Ghost. And if you'll walk in the joy, I feel it in here tonight, man. If you'll walk in the joy of the Holy Ghost, then it doesn't matter what tries to hang on you. It's got to fall off by the power of God. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, we know this scripture very well also found in Romans 14 and verse 17. The Apostle Paul said, the kingdom of God is not what you eat or what you drink, but it's three things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And one of the things that I find is interesting is you see a lot of Christians, they got the righteousness down. They're not out dealing drugs, committing adultery, robbing banks. You know, they're not, you know, they got that part down. But how many of you met they've lost their joy and lost their peace? They're walking around afraid about what's happening in the economy, what's happening in the government, what's happening with terrorism. They've lost their peace. They've lost their joy. Some of them, you come into church, you look at them, man, it looks like they, I mean, everything in the world's gone wrong with them, man. Even when you talk to them, they don't even mean to sound down and they sound down. How, how you doing, brother? Well, brother, I'm hanging in there. You know how, hanging in there. I can't see, I can't get with these things. You know, we say these things because we grew up hearing them. You know, we grew up hearing these colloquialisms. You know, I'm hanging in there. I'm getting by. I'm hanging on. And, and you know, it, it contradicts the word because the Bible tells us how we're doing. You know, you don't have to search yourself to figure out how you're doing. Just look at the word. And the Bible tells us that we are more than conquerors. We are overcomers in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. One of my favorite verses Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 Thanks be unto God who always gives us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm not struggling. You're not struggling. We're not, there's no enemy big enough to take us out. There's no weapon formed against us that can prosper. There's an anointing on the inside of you that is so strong that when you come walking down the street, every devil feels you coming before you get there and begins to run out of your way. For greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Devils better move when I come. When I come walking down the street, they better get to the other side of the street. I don't move for demons. Those demons are with us. Go over here. My God. They better move for us. I said they better move for us. I said they better move for us. Sickness better move for us. Poverty better move for us. Lack better move for us. Depression better move for us. Anxiety better move for us. Because I got something greater on the inside of me than sickness, disease, poverty, lack, depression, anxiety, fear. And when I come down the street, every devil better run. And joy will keep you strong. Joy will keep you strong. I was reading the book of Proverbs one day. And I came across a verse of scripture that stirred me up. 
And the Bible says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is too small. Go to Proverbs 24. I want you to see this. And verse 10. Proverbs 24.10. This shook me up. Because I've had people ask me, well, if God's, you know, if God's on our side, how come there's Christians, they have attacks come against them, some of them lose battles. Some of them feel like they're, they're never, you know, it's like drama to drama, crisis to crisis, problem to problem. How come they're never overcome? They're a Christian. They're in church every Sunday. How come they're, how come they're not winning? And then I see other people, you know, it must be frustrating. You see some people, they're on cloud nine every day. It, it, it seems like, man, they never struggle. You, you would think they never struggle. They never have an attack. It's not that they don't ever have an attack. It's just that attacks might come. It's like, I, I love this. Bishop Boyadepo said this for years. He said, look, it's scriptural to be attacked. It's not scriptural to be defeated. It's scriptural to be attacked. It ain't scriptural to be defeated. There's a difference between having something come against you and have something overtake you. It's one thing to be attacked, but listen, that's just, all that means is ring the bell, baby, because I'm ready to fight. I've got a fight on the inside of me. I got a lion's anointing on the inside of me because my brother in heaven is the lion of the tribe of Judah and I'm part of his family. And the same lion that's standing in heaven tonight is on the inside of this preacher and the fire of the Holy Ghost gives me the victory all that means is ring the bell joy will keep you strong I said joy will keep you strong and see here you know you can look at this Proverbs 24 10 Bible said if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is too small your strength is too small so you got to learn how to walk in strength so that when adversity does come, you walk right away. You don't even notice it was there. I, I was referencing Bishop David Oyedepo there in Nigeria. Largest church building in the world. 100,000, uh, excuse me, 55,000 in the sanctuary. Two tents outside with 40,000 more people. Five Sunday morning services. Preaching to 400 and some, almost a half a million people live. Not live stream, live. Every Sunday. They're building a building right now with a 100,000 seat auditorium and the children's church has 10,000 seats. It's going to cost them 376 million U.S. dollars in a third world nation where they say poverty has taken people out. They ain't done that in America yet. And somebody asked him one time, they said, don't you ever struggle? Don't, ever, don't struggles and attacks ever come to you? He said, maybe they do, I just never noticed it. <laughs> Why? Because you can walk in an overcoming power. You can walk that, see, many times, that you know, I, I can't get with that. That's why I don't watch Christian TV a lot. Because there's preachers that have learned how to pander to people that are always struggling. And they keep them struggling by how they preach to them. And, they, and it's always about, you know, your next, that tomorrow your miracle's coming. And get ready, a breakthrough's coming. Get ready, there's a new season. Get ready, something's getting ready to shift. Something's getting ready to shake. And it's always pushing it out into the future. Meanwhile, people are hurting and struggling and need a breakthrough. And they don't teach them, you can walk in it now. You can stay in it. We don't go from miracle. I don't need a miracle to stay afloat. See, the Bible doesn't say that the just shall live by miracles. 
said the just shall live by faith that means i shouldn't have to depend on a miracle to get me where i'm going i thank god for the miraculous but my faith keeps it going like a supernatural engine that i'm not waiting and desperate oh my if i don't get this miracle my ministry's going under no i'm walking by faith that tomorrow i'll be as high and higher and higher and higher and the next day higher than that never-ending increase it belongs to the body of christ because of the mighty word of God somebody shout the word and the spirit they agree and strength comes from your joy devil fights it so hard he don't want you happy don't want you to have joy <laughs> he's already lost I said he's already lost he's already lost he, he's not look he don't have a chance to win he's already lost you understand book of Colossians says that Jesus Christ already defeated him went into the lower parts of the earth led captivity captive made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it mean you know meaning back in the day when a nation would defeat another nation they would put all of their soldiers that were defeated and still alive and they'd chain them up and put them on a long rope and then that what they would do as a shame under them to humiliate the defeated army they would lead them back through their own city and just walk them through the streets and let everybody looking out the window see these boys you thought were so bad and so tough that were going to kill us and take our women and children into slavery take a look at your boys now every one of them defeated the rest of them dead on the battlefield take a look at this army you thought was so tough and the bible says Jesus went into hell into the lower parts of the earth and after he had defeated them and taken back the keys of death hell and the grave he took the captivity every demon and the devil himself and marched them through eternity and said you thought you were so tough you thought you'd ascend into the heavens and take the throne and make yourself like my father take a look at yourself now you're defeated and you've got no ability to harass my people anymore the devil don't have power you've got power hallelujah somebody shout the devil don't have power I've got power any power the devil has, you gave it to him. Because any power he has is borrowed. Not stolen. Because he can't steal from you. I'm going to show you something. Go with me to the book of Mark chapter 3. Gospel of Mark. This is where the Lord, the Lord had me going. He said, show him this. Show him this about how joy keeps him strong. So that they can do what I've called them to do. You see this. And see they were working on blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. These religious people. While Jesus is doing supernatural things. They're trying to say the way he did it is by the power of Satan. Jesus casting out devils. And religious people, that he, what he's doing, he's doing that by demonic power. Blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And let me read it to you. It's Mark 3, and you go to verse uh, 22. The Bible said, and the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, he's possessed by Beelzebul. By the prince of demons, he casts out demons. 
And he called them to him and said to them in parables. Now catch this. This will shake you up. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, the house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but is coming to an end. Now, here's what you need to get in your spirit. Verse 27. But no one, somebody shout no one. Shout it like you mean it. He said, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds up the strong man. Then, everybody say then. Then indeed he may plunder his house. The devil can't come in your house and tie you to a chair and start taking your goods and start taking your inheritance and start taking your blessing. You know why? Because you're the strong man. And if you don't walk in your joy, what ends up happening is it doesn't matter what your potential power is. Your actualized power is not great enough to win. As we saw in Proverbs 24, if you feign in the day of adversity, your strength is too small. And so it doesn't matter. Let me give you an example because many people don't understand what I mean by this. There is two different areas of your life where you can look potential power and actualized power. Potential power is something you could have if you built yourself up to it. But actualized power is what you can do right now. So I could look at somebody like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the movie star, and look at his body. And the man is a monster. I mean, he's tall, he's big, his muscles have muscles. Now, understand something. I can look at him and compare his body to my body. And I could say, now look, ain't nothing wrong with my body. I have pectorals, I got abs, I got biceps and triceps, I got all the same stuff he's got, but his look different than mine. Don't mean I can't get to where he is, but I'm not there right now. So I don't care how much I go into the gym and slap my head and stalk through the gym, pump myself up and throw myself down on the bench press and put 350 pounds on there and put put my spine. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to break all my ribs. Because although I could get there, if my dedication was right, if my dedication was right, if my dedication was right, if my dedication, I could get to that level of power, but I ain't there right now. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means if I tried to stand in what could be possible without the dedication, I'll fail in battle. And there's people thinking that everybody in the body of Christ is on the same level of power. So they see one person doing something and they say, I'm going to do the same thing they're doing. But you don't have the actualized power because you're dedicated dedication is not their dedication and people get frustrated and they fall and they burn out and they get bitter and they hate the pastor and they don't come back to church and they say I thought God was going to come through for me I, I said well I told so I looked in the mirror this morning I said get ready get ready get ready I, it don't matter how many times you shout get ready if you don't have the dedication to walk in the power of your joy and to read this word and to pray in the Holy Ghost you can't get where you're going but you you got to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Takes, takes our interaction. Takes our interaction with the Holy Ghost. I got to interact with the Spirit of God. 
if people don't benefit from his presence, it's not because his presence ain't here. It's because you didn't benefit from it. You know, when I, I, I preach this a lot of times, I'll say, you know, the Bible says in, Proverbs, in uh, Psalm 22, 3, God inhabits the praises of Israel. So we know the minute you begin praising him, his presence is activated. You know, I used to say, and his presence shows up. And then, you know, religious people, well, brother, if you want to be technical about it, he's omnipresent. So his presence was there the whole time. And, you say, and this is why I tell him, you know, that's true. His presence is everywhere. But you know as well as I do, especially in this generation, somebody's presence can be there and you don't benefit from it. Anybody ever been to dinner with somebody and this was all you saw? That's all you saw? Their presence was there. But they didn't activate your presence. So there was no benefit from having them there because there was no interaction. I'm preaching tonight. And there's people that only want to have interaction with his presence on Sunday, but don't talk to me Monday through Saturday. You let me do my thing throughout the week, and I'll come and clock in on church day and give you a little bit of time and come in and get my shot of religion so I get my fix and feel good for the rest of the week, but don't talk to me Monday through Saturday. But I don't just need him for two hours on Sunday. I need him 24-7. When I wake up, I need him when I'm getting out of bed. When I get to work, I need him when I'm doing my work, when I'm typing on the keyboard. I need the power of the Holy Ghost. When I go to the grocery store and I'm picking up my food, I need the power of God there. Wherever I go, whatever I do, I need the Lord. I'll just need his presence once in a while. God ain't looking for no part-time lover. You heard what I said? He said in his word that we are the bride of Christ. Woo. Let me tell y'all, look, you, some of y'all might need to look, look, look at the neighbor, look in the mirror and say, I ain't the hooker of Christ. I ain't the hooker of Christ. Huh? He don't booty call me. Because that's not who he is. He's not looking for a part-time lover. He's looking for a bride. Do you want to know what the difference is between a girlfriend, a side piece, a hooker, and a wife? I'll tell you the difference. Only one of them girls had to stand at an altar and actually go through the covenant and get tied in with the one she's with. The other ones didn't have to do that. But a bride has to do that. And that's what Jesus is looking for. Somebody who will stand at an altar and come into covenant and say, that's who I want to be with for the rest of my life. I don't come to church when I need a bill pay. I don't come to church when I need a healing. I don't come to church when I need some peace. I come when everything's good because I need him all the time not just some of the time all the time yeah. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I need him all the time need him all the time I praise him all the time I was preaching today I was just to my audience on the podcast I said look there's a big danger when God blesses you see because God doesn't just check your attitude when you're going through something he checks your attitude when you got victory because he wants to see if you're as desperate for his presence when you're doing well as, as you are when the devil's attacking. 
Anybody can come to this altar when there's a, you know, some, some doctor gave you a death report and all the numbers are wrong. They said, we're going to give your family, you know, six months notice, send you home to die. Nothing else we can do for you. Anybody can come in when they're desperate and start dancing at the altar and sweat up their suit and get out here and shout and butt and praise God. Ah, Jesus, I need a miracle. Anybody can do that, but when God leveled you up three times and got you two promotions at work, and now you got a bass boat, and now you got a place down by the lake, are you going to still be in his house on Sunday, or when the weather turns nice, are you going to be on the lake on your bass boat, because you forgot where your blessing came from? I want you to know, I'll remember who blessed me, I'll remember who touched me, I'll remember who healed me, when I'm doing well, I remember it's him. Pastor, we're not going to be able to make it. We just had a family outing at the lake house. Come on. Come on. I said, come on. I need him all the time. It's dangerous to get blessed and forget who blessed you. That's why I got joy. Because one of the things I say every day to the Lord is, Lord, thank you. That I know. And I tell him this, I know ain't nothing I have, ain't nothing I've done, nor where I've been that I got for myself. I'm not smart enough, strong enough. Without him, I got nothing. Nothing. Because I read Psalm 75, verses 6 and 7, and the Bible said promotion doesn't come from the east or the west or the south, but promotion comes from the Lord, and he alone decides who will rise and who will fall. If I'm rising, baby, it's because God put his hand of blessing on my life. If my children are healed, it's because God's put them in a place of healing. If my wife's doing well, full of peace and joy and happiness, it's because God put his hand on her. If my house is blessed, it's because God's lifted us up from level to level to level to level I couldn't have got myself here God did it that's why I tell people see because people come you know what they'll do people will come into church and start judging your praise you ever seen that people come in and sit in the back I don't know if I, I don't know if he should be acting like that I went to brother Ted's service a little loud in my opinion And they'll start judging your praise. You get out and start dancing, praising God. There's religious churches that will tell you. They'll come to you. Well, we don't care if you dance, but just keep it in the seat. <laughs> they'll have some dead sound man. They'll stand right up next to you when you start shouting with a decibel meter, trying to see how loud you've been. So they can come tap you. We just want you to keep it down a little bit, brother. Church so dead that if somebody in the pew had a heart attack and died and the paramedics came in, they'd clean out half the church before they found the dead person. We thought they were all dead. Church so dead and dry, nobody's got vision in their heart. Sitting there having a raised building fund money, got a poster board with a thermometer drawn on it for every two cents your person gave you or color it in red. Ain't changed the doorknob in the church in 22 years. <laughs> Dead. I wonder why. Why well, there's no blessing? The joy's gone. Joy's gone. You mentioned that verse, Isaiah 12, 3. With joy. 
will you draw water from the wells of your salvation? You know what that means? Your salvation contains wells that have good things that God deposited in them. And the only way to get it out is with the bucket of joy. Can you imagine if you were stranded in a desert and you were just trudging through for days, parched, dehydrated. Finally, you see an oasis and you're thanking God. Finally, I'm going to find some water. You get in there and the grass is now there. You got some trees and you see a well. Oh, man, I see a well. And when you get up to it, you look down in, filled with cool, clean water. And you're excited. And then you go to grab the crank and realize there's a rope, but there ain't no bucket. You got all the sustenance that you could ever need sitting in that well with no way to get it out. The devil don't care if you got blessings in the well as long as he can take your bucket off the string. Because if he can take your bucket of joy, with joy will you draw water. With joy will you draw water. With joy will you draw. He wants you sad. He wants you bitter. He wants you depressed. He wants you anxious. He wants you fearful. Because as long as he can keep you in that place, your bucket is gone. And you could be a multi-millionaire in the Holy Ghost with no debit card or pin to make a withdrawal from your account. And you could starve to death being a multi-millionaire if you've got no access to your funds. You could live in a mansion that you can't even sleep in because you got locked out of the house and you ain't got a key. The devil don't care if you've got it in your account. What he wants to make sure of is that you can never make a withdrawal from the Holy Ghost. So what does he do? He comes against your joy. He comes against your peace so that you don't have access to the things that God has deposited in your life. But here's the good side of it is that when you get into joy when you get into that overflowing overwhelming joy of the Holy Ghost a strength keeps building on the inside of you and the stronger you get the more afraid your enemy becomes and the Bible says that as you stalk through the world strong in the Lord the Bible says that the lion Proverbs 30 and verse 30 the lion is the king of beasts and turns aside for no man you know what that means that when a lion's going through the jungle he's not walking through afraid that there might be monkeys in there he ain't creeping through oh oh hope there ain't no monkeys in here he's a lion when the lion comes through everything else moves out for him i got a word for somebody tonight See, because there are lions and there's also monkeys. And you know what the monkeys do? If you've never studied monkeys or watched the Discovery Channel or any of that stuff, let me tell you what they do. Is that if they get freaked out and scared or mad at you, you know what they do? They hide up in the trees and then they'll sit there and scream at you. Ah! Ah! They'll scream at you. Ah! Ah! And if you still keep ticking them off, you know what they start to do? You study it for yourself. They start, they take their own feces and they throw it at you. There's people in church like that. They try to make their crap your crap. But your crap ain't their crap. So don't try to put up with somebody else's mess. And don't let somebody else's problem become your problem. You ain't pushing that on me. That's your problem. That ain't my problem. I'm a lion. I ain't a monkey. And when I come through the jungle, every other devil better move out of the way. Because the lions are coming. Somebody shout, the lions are coming. 
Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Let me tell you, a joy sucker. Something will take the joy right out of your life. Joining yourself to people that are always trying to make their problem your problem. I don't need the drama. I don't have the time. I'm on a mission for God. I don't need to connect myself with 13 people that when pastor's done preaching on Sunday morning, I get a call on Sunday after. What did you think about what he said today? Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if I agreed with all of it. And Sister Bucketmouth has a prayer chain. And she'll call people up. It ain't really to pray. It's just so she can gossip about other people under the guise of prayer. Did you hear what happened to Sister Sandra? No? Well, girl, let me tell you about it. Just so we can pray for her more thoroughly. Amen. But she's in a mess, girl. She is in a mess. And I'm going to tell you something. I wouldn't want to be her right now. I got my own problems. My braids itch. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> Y'all didn't think I knew about that, did you? But I know. Preacher will get you. Huh? And they'll call you up. Did you hear what Pastor Brian said? I don't know. I'm thinking about doing some church shopping because I'm not quite sure. He's in there talking. He talked in tongues today. I didn't hear, I didn't hear no interpretation. And people get bent out of shape over the littlest stuff. And then they try to make their problem your problem. Until that discontentment and that anxiety and that problem, it starts to breed. And then it goes from them into somebody else. And then all before you know it, misery loves company. And they got their own little small group. And it ain't a small group. It likes to become a big group. Until that thing has festered through the church. And there's problems and divisions. And the devil knows just what he's doing. Because he's stealing the unity of the church by bringing divisions in over stuff that don't even matter. I mean, I was in a church one time and they had a whole section of the church that was angry because the pastor was getting up in years but he wanted to start reaching a young generation he wanted to start reaching the young people so all he did uh, in, in, his, in his contemporary service is he put some blue lights on the platform and he bought one mist machine so he could have some ambience and some atmosphere in the church I mean he had some 40 year member tithers called him up pastor you better get them blue lights off the platform you got that mist those chemicals in the air is getting in my lungs i can't even breathe i'm about to leave the church and take my tithe somewhere else it was water it's a mist machine that puts water it ain't chemicals i'm gonna go somewhere else people bent out of shape because there's a blue light a blue light took you right out of the spirit you were serving the Lord faithfully for 40 years and a blue light turned on and you turned into an antichrist spirit. I tell you, the Holy Ghost don't like a blue light. I tell you something, I heard it in prayer. I'm just preaching stuff that pastors wish they could say. See, I can leave and go somewhere else. Pastors wish they could preach like I'm preaching right now. So I come help you. I come in and do the help you. I'm out. And you can be like, Brother Ted said it. I didn't say it, but you know, he had a point when he was saying it. A little mist in the air. People lost their whole victory. 
don't know if you know this, but at that church, they dim the lights. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know about the dimming the lights. They dim the lights and I lost my whole salvation. I'm going to tell you something happened to me. What do you think? Somebody's going to come in and steal you and then human traffic you when the lights are dim? I felt unsafe. I went into worship. I felt unsafe. Ain't nobody looked at you for 30 years. You think they dim the light? <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to help somebody. I'm just trying to help y'all get into joy. That's all we're doing. Why? So that's just, that's your strength. The book of Ezra is where I want you to go. <coughs> because I want to show you something. It's exactly what I'm preaching. It's exactly what I'm preaching. How many are getting something tonight? <coughs> Praise God. You know what happens, don't you? <laughs> Y'all okay? Don't take offense. <clears throat> you got it? Ezra chapter 3? What translation you got? What is this? Let me read it to you. I got the ESV. This is the NASB. Let me show you what happens when joy starts slipping in a body. This, this, will, blow, this will blow your mind. Look at this. Ezra 3. I want you to see verse number 10. Don't let this become your story. Now, when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, this is the new temple, not the old one, the new one. The priests stood in their apparel with trumpets and the Levites and the sons of Asaph with cymbals to praise the Lord according to the directions of King David. And they sang praising and giving thanks to the Lord saying, for he is good and his loving kindness is upon Israel forever. Now look at this. Then all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord had been laid. Catch this. God's doing a new thing for his people. This ain't the old temple that was so magnificent. This is just the very beginnings of a new thing that God's doing. But catch what happened. See, this is what the devil tries to do in every generation. The Bible says, yet, verse 12, 
many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' households, the old men who had seen the first temple, wept with a loud voice when the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes, while many shouted aloud for joy. So that, look at verse 13, so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the shout of joy from the sound of weeping of the people. For the people shouted with a loud shout and the shout was heard far away. Catch this. In the same group of people, they both are looking at the same thing God's doing. Oh my goodness. Looking at the same thing God's doing. He's not doing two different things. Doing one thing. God's a God of single-mindedness. He's a God of purpose. And He's getting ready to shake up the next generation. But what can happen to you if you, if you get into this dangerous spot is you see God make a shift and begin to do something new, but you get all bent out of shape because you were so tied into the old way of what He used to do that you can't transition into what He's doing now. And there's people that have lost the whole victory because they got romantic over what God used Used to do and the way he did it they don't even sing they ain't got a hymn book at boomerang church i went and ain't even no hymn books in the church i'd looked for a hymn they didn't even sing one hymn and if hymns were good enough for my mother and if hood hymns were good enough for my grandmother they're good enough for me they're singing all this rock and roll christian i don't even know what it is i ain't going back i'm gonna be honest with you. i'm gonna stay home and have hymn church all by myself and people are bent out of shape and they've lost the victory because they got romantic over something that was old and they can't even see god's doing something new it's not that the message has changed the message is the same but guess what sometimes god will package it differently to sell it to a new generation i don't know if you know this or not but clorox bleach has been around for decades and decades decades and decades it's still keeping your whites white the same way it did in 1948 but let me tell you they've changed the package a few times because it ain't 1948 anymore and you ain't vacuuming the house in pearls and high heels mrs cleaver it ain't that day anymore it's a new generation so the package is different but what's inside remains the same what's inside can still wash you white as snow the outside looks different but the inside's the same it's still the same power it's still the same anointing it's still the same glory it just might sound a little different and joy will keep you in a good transition i remember hearing dr lester sumrall he said lord as long as i'm alive however many moves of god are on the earth don't ever let me miss one of them might not sound like the last move might not look like the last move they might not sing the same songs he was a part of the voice of healing in the 1940s but guess what he was also a part of the toronto blessing years later every move of the spirit he was a part of it the charismatic renewal part of it long as he was alive you know why he had the humility to be able to step in and say if god's doing it i want to be part of it if god's doing it I want to be part of it. Whew. Let me show you something before I pray for you that the devil knows can take place if you miss your joy. Deuteronomy 28. This hit me so hard tonight when I was reading it. Whew. 
Deuteronomy 28 and verse 47. I'll read you two verses. The Bible said, because, I'll give you just a minute, Deuteronomy 28, 47. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart. For, why should we do that? For the abundance of all things. He has abundantly blessed us. And he said, you should have been serving him with joyfulness and gladness of heart. He said, but because you refused to, look at the next verse. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. Whom the Lord will send against you in hunger and thirst, in nakedness and lacking everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. So you see here, joy is not an option. I got to get my joy. Because see, the devil knows if he could just steal your joy and you can't praise God with gladness of heart and joy-filled heart for the things he's done for you, then he knows it'll weaken you to the place where he can come and put a yoke of bondage around your neck. Oof. Not because he's got power to kick your door down and take you out, but because you can leave the door open to things that can just creep into your house. If you you got to learn. There's things you can do to shut the doors up tight. There's things you can do to keep a barrier of protection around your house. There are things you can do to keep yourself walking in the protective power of the Holy Ghost. But there's also things you can do that will open the door and say devil come in and ransack the house. And you got to make up in your mind I refuse to give the devil one inch in my life. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Don't give any place to the devil the Bible says. That means you've got the power to declare devil this far and no further this house does not belong to you but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord you ain't got no business in this house because this is God's house Woo! <laughs> joy in the Holy Ghost and when the joy begins to flow strength begins to flow when the joy begins to flow, the anointing of God. Can you know, you can get healed. You can laugh your way into a miracle. You say, well, brother, I've done it personally. <laughs> I've done it. I've been attacked by the devil, laid up in bed, and made up in my mind. I'm just going to start laughing. Did I feel like laughing? No. Felt like coughing. Felt like vomiting. Felt like rolling up, going to sleep, not waking up. But what did I do? I said, no, no, no. Devil ain't going to take me out. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to get into my joy until the strength of this joy begins to push every virus, every bug, every disease, every sickness out of my body. Because what's in the inside of me is so strong and potent. I want to be so full of the Holy Ghost that even if a mosquito were to bite me, it would fly away singing there's power in the blood. I want to get so full of the power of God that no evil thing can stay in my body. I want to get so full of the anointing, no viral thing, no foreign thing can stay inside this flesh. For this body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, yes it is. The mighty joy of the Holy Ghost. That's what we need more than ever. In this generation we're living, one out of every three people now is on an antidepressant in America. You know why? That's not just in the world, that's in the church too. Because the devil's after somebody's joy. Listen, 
I've been out of school now for what, 20 years? 20 years ago. That's a short period of time. That's short. When I was in high school, I didn't know one person who was on an antidepressant. I didn't know one person who had chronic depression. I didn't know one person that had anxiety attacks, panic attacks, anxiety and fear. Not one. You go to a high school now, almost everybody has got some kind of issue, whether it be ADD, ADHD, autism, anxiety, chronic depression. Devil's coming after a new generation. You know why he's doing that? He can sense and he can Feel that Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth. He can sense and he can feel that his time is coming to a close. So what's he doing? He's doing what any cornered animal will do. When they feel like their time is up, they'll go crazy trying to scratch, bite, get their way out of the corner. But there ain't no relief for the devil. He's got no chance to win. And I made up in my mind, I'm not going to let a generation go to hell. I'm not going to let a generation commit suicide. I'm not going to let a generation overdose on drugs because I'm too timid to speak up and say something for the power of God. I'll not be silenced. I don't care how many people crawl out of the woodwork with an antichrist spirit. I don't care how many negative comments they try to post on my Facebook page. You can't shut me up, baby. I came to get the just the approval of one person and his name is Jesus Christ. See, that's the problem in a social media media generation everybody's trying to get the approval of everybody and we won't even put you got teenage girls that won't even post a selfie unless they've passed it through 13 filters widen their eyes put blush on their cheeks widen their lips it ain't the same. if i saw you in real life i wouldn't even recognize you that ain't even the same person you just took a picture of why are they making the changes because they want everybody who sees them to approve i'm looking for a tap a double tap a heart a thumbs up a like a share a retweet and that's not the kingdom of God he said in this life people will stand against you they'll hate you for my name's sake I'm not trying to get the approval of this world I don't care if people like it I don't care if they don't like it there's a message to be preached that time is running out Jesus is coming back and eternity's too long to play games with your future and we got to learn, I'm not here for somebody's approval. I'm here for his approval. If he's happy, I don't care who's unhappy. <laughs> if he's happy, it don't matter who's unhappy. And the nice thing about the joy of the Lord, it keeps you in position to keep receiving from God. Over, over, over. I like it because joy is not a feeling. Amen. It's a choice. Yeah. But more than that, it's a spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spirit. Tonight, the spirit of joy is getting on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible said in the book of Psalms, old, old Covenant, this was Messianic prophecy. Talking about Jesus who would come in the future. It said this, because you have loved righteousness... And hated wickedness. Therefore God your God. Will anoint you with the oil of gladness. Above your brethren. Which meant there was a supernatural spirit of joy. That came on Jesus. And everybody who loved what was righteous. And hated what was wicked. God said I'm going to loose a spirit of joy. 
that's going to come upon your life and you'll not be like everybody else and you'll, your story will not be like everybody else's story joy is going to come on you hallelujah Woo! glory to god i feel the anointing in here tonight in just a moment i'm telling you the holy ghost is here right now that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is in this room tonight. He's touching every single one of us by his power. Hallelujah. And every one of us leaving with a divine impartation of overwhelming joy. When the Lord turned again, the Bible said, the captivity of Zion, Psalm 126. They said, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing <laughs> and it was said among the heathen the lord has done great things for them that's another level of blessing when you got heathen testifying on your behalf not brothers and sisters in christ not you yourself but you got heathen uncle harold that you ain't seen in 13 years shows up with a copenhagen ring in his jeans smelling like wild turkey and stands up saying, i don't know what in the world's going on at boomerang church but all i can tell you is god's been blessing them that's your promise heathen are getting ready to testify on your behalf i said heathen will see it drug dealers will see it i prophesy you know let me let me just give you a heads up we're living in a final moments of time where the Bible says the wealth of the wicked will be laid up for the just. And something's getting ready to happen. There's a whole transfer getting ready to happen where the wealth of the wicked is going to change hands and the wealth they've been amassing and storing up and being on MTV cribs and buying yachts and boats, that thing getting ready to change hands. It's coming into your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, Brother Ted, you wouldn't really take money from a drug dealer. Buddy, I would blow the cocaine off the top of the stack and put it in my pocket and preach the gospel with it. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I'm about to preach. See, because it was it, cause, see, cause it was drug money when he had it, but when I get it, it's gospel money. Because money is just an inanimate object. It ain't good or bad. It's who has the money that makes a difference. And when you get it, it's going to be deliverance money. When you get it, it's going to be healing money. When you get it, it's going to be blessing money. When you get it, it's going to be pay off debt for somebody else money. When you get it, it's going to put you into a place to be a blessing to your generation. <sighs> thank you. Somebody say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, glory to God. It's getting ready to happen for you in Jesus' name. People that don't even like you are going to show up at your house and write you a check. <laughs> They'll stand on your porch with a sour face. I don't know why I'm writing you this, but I don't ever want to see you again. That's fine with me, good brother. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Glory to God on high. The most high God. The only true and living God. <laughs> I don't serve a false God tonight. I serve the only true and living God. Name is Jehovah. Son's name is Jesus. He's alive. He ain't dead. He's coming back soon. I don't serve some false God. I don't serve a fat statue in a Chinese restaurant. Can't get off the fried rice. I serve the true and living God. The only true and living God. You can't find his bones somewhere in the ground in the Middle East. They ain't there. He got up. He's alive right now. That's why I got joy is because I'm filled with the joy bringer. 
He's on the inside of me. He's on the inside of you. The joy bringer. I said he's the joy provider. Come here, Brother Chad. Lift your hands. The Holy Ghost is on you right now. Ha, 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 ha. In the name of Jesus. You'll never be the same after tonight. You'll never be the same after tonight. Ha, 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 ha. You'll never be the same, Brother Chad. God's touching you and imparting to you. Ha, 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 ha. Overwhelming spirit of joy. Spirit of joy. Ha, 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 ha. Rasta kite, hey. Ha ha ha. Overwhelming spirit of joy. Glory to God. Somebody lift your hands and thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I mean his presence is in this house. His presence is in this house. His wonderful presence is in this house. When you get into his presence, things have to change. Let, let me give you a scripture here. Keep this in your heart for the rest of your life. Psalm 16 and verse 11. In his presence is fullness of joy. When he shows up, joy shows up. When God, see, here's an interesting fact. When God shows up, his whole entourage shows up. So everything that runs with him is also there when he comes. If he comes, joy's right behind him. Healing's right behind him. Peace is right behind him. Goodness and mercy are right behind them. Signs and wonders are right behind them. When God shows up, he don't come alone. He comes with everybody that travels with him. And all of them start manifesting on you. Blessing, goodness, signs, wonders, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temper. They all come. I said they all come. <laughs> Whoo, glory to God, they all come. I said they all come. They all come. Chad, this is going to be a different year for you. Holy Ghost fire, come into him like never before. It's going to be a different year for you. Ho, 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 ho. A year of divine acceleration. Huh. However far, this is one year anniversary of being a part of Boomerang Church. One year. Have you seen a difference in him in one year? I'm asking his wife, but thank you for all the answers. <laughs> Have you seen a difference in him? Has he changed in one year? I prophesy to you what you saw take place in a year, you'll see more than that in a month take place in his life in Jesus' name. For an, a quick, expedited turnaround. And doors are opening for you in Jesus' name. Doors are opening for you by the power of the Holy Ghost. You'll not even be the same man. You'll not even be the same man by next year. <laughs> not even be the same man. <laughs> Lift those hands. <laughs> Come here. Power of God's on you. Glory to God. <laughs> Lift those hands to the Lord. That's the presence and power of God. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> I hear the Holy Ghost say, you'll not be stepped over, you'll not be disqualified, and you'll not be uh, moved out of the way for somebody else. No, no, no. God says, I'll make sure you're the one who gets it. I'll make sure that you're the one that gets the blessing. Even those that would try to keep it from you and try to move you out because they don't like who you are and what you do, God said, I'll move them out of the way and give it to you. <laughs> I'll move them out of the way and I'll give it to you. You'll not be stepped over. 2019 will be your year to see the overwhelming blessings of God and you'll laugh. 
God will fill your mouth with laughter. Ha ha. And he'll fill your tongue with singing. <laughs> Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him in Jesus' name. Hey, my rashata ha. Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. That's two for one. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Never be the same. Never be the same. Never be the same. Somebody lift your hand and say, I'll never be the same. Never be the same. Did you catch some of that? Did you catch some of that? Come here. Come here. Stand right here. Lift your hands to the Lord. Ha 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 ha. Oh, for you know the Lord's goodness, but I'll tell you this. You've not even seen anything yet. You've not even seen anything yet. For what God's going to show you in this upcoming year is going to not just blow your mind, but people that know you, it'll blow their mind. And there'll be people. You'll be so blessed in 2019 that people who know you will call other people that know you and ask them if you're crooked. That's how blessed you're going to be. That people think there's no way he could get that blessed on his own. He must be doing something crooked behind the scenes. But no, you just can't explain away how good God is. And you can't explain away how quickly he can lift you to another level. And I tell you this, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, you'll not go to the next level this year. God's going to let you skip levels this year by the power of his spirit. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I hear you. I hear the Lord say, go from 11 to 15, 11 to 15, 11 to fire of God come upon it. 11 to 15 in Jesus name quick 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 in Jesus name quick somebody shout quick quick in Jesus name quick by the power of God both of you come here Barrett and what's your name Maggie Megan come here and stand right here fire of God's on both of you take two steps forward everything is about to change everything is about to change what you knew to be constant before this night is getting ready to change. So don't make any stable plans and say, well, this is how it's going to be for the next few years. Don't make any stable plans and say, well, I'm just going to have to plan for the way things are. No, no, no. Everything is getting ready to change tonight by the power of God. And you'll not be the same. <laughs> you'll not be the same. For the Holy Ghost does a new thing in both of you tonight. Haha. <laughs> now I'll start with you. In Jesus' name. That there were those that actually, actually worked against you. And you did, whether you knew it or not, they were working against you behind your back and trying to even affect how, how your life would go. But I'll tell you tonight, and it's all, it's a, I'll tell you this, it's even a form of witchcraft. I'm not saying they were witches, but the Bible says manipulation is as the sin of witchcraft. And so they were even trying to manipulate your future, manipulate your life and what you could receive and not receive and where you could go and where you could not go and what you could do and what you could not do. And that's a form of witchcraft. And we take authority over it tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. And God said, nobody will limit your life. Nobody will limit your future. Nobody will limit your destiny for I've got a plan for you. And tonight I silence every evil voice that would try to stop you from doing what I've called you to do. So get ready, because I'm getting ready to sh shake everything up. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Put both hands on your belly where the spirit of man is. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight in Jesus' wonderful name. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. 
you're going to find yourself in this year doing things for the Lord you never thought you'd do. It's going to be so strong. And you'll say, "Where? how in the world did I even get to this? Where did this even come from? How did I even find myself here? Because it's not something you put on the daily calendar. It's not something that you planned out. It's not something that you and George could have sat down and said, now let's get together for the year and just make some plans where we're going to find ourselves by the third quarter of 2019. You can't do it. Because who knows the mind of the Lord and who can instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. And so tonight the mind of Christ is being deposited into you and you'll see things in the Holy Ghost that you've never done, things you've never done. You'll find yourself standing in places to minister for the Lord and say, how in the world did I get here? But the Holy Ghost said, he's the one who opens the doors. For Jesus has the key of David. And when he opens a door, no man can shut it. And when he shuts a door, no man can open it. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. You find yourself where you never thought you'd be. <laughs> Glory to God. Somebody lift your hands and praise the Lord in this house. Just give me a little bit of worship back there if you would, if you don't mind. Pastor Brian Stan, I'm always hesitant to give, you know, when it's a minister or a pastor, I don't always just give a word flippantly. But I'm just telling you this. This is a year that's special because here's why. You've seen God increase you. You've given so many wonderful testimonies of what God's done over the last however many years. You've seen debt canceled, almost a million dollars from people in the church. Their debts have been canceled supernaturally by God. You've seen increase. You've been stepped into new things. But now God's saying that the increase you're about to see is not going to be something in the natural like debts canceled or buildings or properties or land. You've received those things. But the increase you're going to see in 2019 is that your impact, your reach, and your influence is expanding. You'll find people calling you for advice that you didn't even know existed. You say, how how they even hear about me? I don't even know who they are. How'd they even get my number? But it's increase in your influence, your impact, and your power in the kingdom is going to another level this year. And God's getting ready to open doors for you. And watch this. You'll stand in pulpits and in platforms. And I, hear, I, I even see you by the Spirit standing in other countries. So get ready for this. Doors to open for you to even stand in other nations and preach this gospel and see souls saved. <laughs> and what you thought was going to take a long time is going to take a short time. Things you had a 10-year plan, God's going to make it a one-year plan. What you thought was going to happen by December 31st is going to be done by March 31st. Ha, 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 For your impact's increasing, your influence increasing, and doors are opening to you. God said, you've shown yourself dedicated. You've shown yourself responsible. You've shown yourself hungry. And the Bible declares, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after the righteousness, for they shall be filled. <laughs> glory to God and I tell you this nations are opening up you'll stand in other countries before the year comes to an end and you'll minister the gospel of Jesus Christ things that aren't even scheduled right now be scheduled and you'll see God move you'll see God move <laughs> fire of God come upon him tonight in Jesus name things you haven't even seen yet things you haven't even seen yet <laughs> Every work of darkness is destroyed. 
in Jesus' name. Every work of darkness is destroyed. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Lift those hands to the Lord. He loves you. Oh, Raman Rakesh de Sebrabai. Shetamangra Tostese. Mareketi Sembrabada Lodosha. Mambroste Kedigra Galada Labos. Woo, glory to God. A spirit of joy is coming on you tonight. A spirit of joy like you've not felt in a long time. But tonight it sparks something new. It's not leaving you. It's not going to leave you. It's not coming and going. God. But God fills your mouth with laughter. Fills your tongue with singing. And people are going to even look at you. I wish she'd get more serious. I wish she'd just get serious about it. You know, when you get the joy, people get offended that you're happy. Well, excuse me that my joy disrupted your anxiety. Excuse me that my overwhelming joy disrupted your depression. Sorry for singing so loud because I'm happy. And people say, I wish she'd just get serious. Well, you can, I would say it's not about being serious or not serious, responsible or irresponsible. It's the joy of the Lord. <laughs> and it's your strength. <laughs> it's your strength. <laughs> it's your strength. <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. It is your strength. Mighty joy of the Lord. Wonderful joy of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the power of God on you. I saw the anointing hit you as I was preaching tonight. Come over here. You know what's... <clears throat> Anybody know this woman? This is a nice woman. And you've got a praising heart. And a worshipful heart. You love to praise the Lord. You love to... Anybody that would know you, I don't know you that well. I've seen your face before. But anybody that knows you would say, she loves to praise the Lord. She loves to dance. She loves to worship. Isn't that right? That's you. Lift your hands because understand something that there's a correlation between your personal praise and this overwhelming joy that's getting ready to hit you tonight. Because the I've already quoted both scriptures. When you praise him, he inhabits the praises of his people. But when he comes to inhabit, guess what? In his presence is fullness of joy. <laughs> so when you praise him, joy comes into your life. And this is God saying, this is your reward. For being part of my presence, for loving my anointing, for getting into my glory, here comes an overwhelming joy like you've not felt in many years. And I'll tell you this, you're going to sleep like a baby. You're going to be so rested when you wake up in the morning each morning, you'll jump out of bed ready to do what God's called you to do. <laughs> glory to God. Joy of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. Supernatural and overwhelming joy of the Holy Ghost. Came today. <laughs> Receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Glory to God. My sister right here in the you got the nice red shirt on. Right here, can you tap her? 
this my, my sister right here just lift your hand the Lord's touching your body he's touching your body tonight the enemy has tried to attack you physically but the Lord's healing you tonight by his power I tell you there'll be no weapon formed against you that can prosper for the healing virtue of God comes into your body tonight every attack is broken in the wonderful name of Jesus I lose healing virtue now <laughs> your organs receive a touch your blood receives a touch tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ you'll not be the same you'll not be the same strength is getting ready to hit you in this new year like you've never had all that tiredness that try to steal your strength you are man I wish there was more hours in a day it's leaving tonight by the power of the Holy Ghost and the strength of God comes upon you in new measure <laughs> in new measure you believe it come here hallelujah you believe it come here hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus somebody just lift those hands one more moment we're gonna pray for everybody in just a moment lift your hands joy of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight <laughs> put your hands on your belly spirit of man rest fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her now come here lift your hands to the Lord how is it brother pretty good receive it oh. <laughs> uh. you know what's wonderful this is how this is your word tonight it's not just joy but everything that tried to attack your mind and bring worry tension fear anxiety trying to make you sit up and say how's this going to work how's that going to work I don't know how this is going to get together let me tell you all that's being removed tonight casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you <laughs> he cares for you he cares for you and so your peace is also coming along with your joy tonight you're going to laugh your way into victory <laughs> the worrying days are gone the crying days are gone the weeping days are over joy comes in the morning in jesus mighty name and i lose joy joy like a river <laughs> Woo! joy like a river <laughs> joy like a river overflowing <laughs> hands on your belly where the spirit of man is. fire of god come upon her tonight in jesus name wave bye-bye to every adversary bye-bye to every evil work of the devil ha 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 brother can i pray for you yeah this is a specific word for you that the lord's giving you as a blessing tonight lift your hands see god's got you on a new track god's got you on a new track and a new way of living it's a blessing that's your wife, your girlfriend. Who, who is that, your wife? And your girlfriend. Don't let that change. Um, amen. That's, that's my girlfriend on the front row. God's got you on a new track. He's blessed you, saved you, put you in position to be blessed. But tonight, God's doing something for you that's going to keep you for many years. This is something important. And let me tell you how God's doing it. I see the hand of God coming down behind you tonight. And every chain, now, now watch, this is not chains of bondage. I want to show you this. Step out of the way for a second, brother. It's almost like chains that were connected to people in your past. Chains connected to old friendships in your past. 
chains connect the people that all they desire to do is pull you back into an old way of living but tonight god comes down and severs every chain severs every connection by the power of the spirit i command them every one of them to lose your phone number in jesus name and if they even try to text you again you just reply who this new phone that's all you gotta say fire of the holy ghost come upon him in jesus name somebody say who this new phone in jesus mighty name amen amen it's not gonna be the same after tonight lord i loose an overflowing blessing into his house into his family into his life i pray lord there'll never be another stress as he follows you and obeys your word and becomes faithful to the kingdom i thank you there'll be no stress upon his life that his finances will be blessed that every bill will be paid with plenty left over to be a blessing to somebody else sickness and disease will never touch his body his wife's body his kids body in jesus mighty name that every attack of the enemy is turned to sender return to sender in jesus mighty name i declare it by the power of god receive it mama in jesus name i loose the blessing of god into your family you'll never be the same again every connection to the past is severed by the power of the holy ghost in Jesus name well you ready for a touch come on hallelujah praise God praise God lift those hands to the Lord oh God's gonna reveal himself to you in a new way this year thank God for all he's done in your past thank God for everything you've seen God do before but it's a new year and God's got new blessings new mercies they're new every morning his faithfulness is great and you're going to find yourself running with a new momentum in 2019. And people will look at you and say, what in the world got into her? Fire got into you by the power of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen? Amen? You receive it? George, you receive it? Come here. <sighs> Hallelujah. You'll look at each other and say, how in the world do we end up here? How in the world did we end up here? What in the world is this? <laughs> but it's God opening door after door after door. Door after door after door. I tell you this year, a new spirit of joy comes upon you. In Jesus' mighty name. A new spirit of joy. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. A new spirit of joy comes upon your life this year. In Jesus' mighty name. Fresh fire of God. Fresh fire of God. Fresh fire of God. I feel that. Man, oh man. I feel it. Lord, in Jesus' name, we thank you for that. My sister back here, you got the nice blue shirt? Come here. You got in the back? Yeah. Come, come on. Hallelujah. Every one of you that wants a fresh touch of joy, I want you to get out of your seat and come to this altar right now. I felt the release on that. Lift your hand, sister. If you want to now this is more than just your joy this is god opening up to you new financial abilities and new job new work better benefits better pay better raises better bonuses and you'll be blessed financially in this new year you receive that this is a year where new new opportunities are coming into your life new opportunities are coming into your life <laughs> 
when you see people on on social i don't know if you're on social media if you're on social media I'll, you see people they write a post and it says hashtag the struggle is real you respond in the comments hashtag the struggle is over in jesus name fire of god come upon her now the struggle is over somebody watching you still if any if there's anybody that's even stuck with us on facebook you're still watching on the somehow on the comments i want you to put it in the comments hashtag the struggle is over in jesus name pastor brian come on up the struggle is over amen the struggle is over in jesus name the struggle is over what is it over in jesus mighty name lift every hand to the lord the struggle is over the struggle is over. The struggle is over. <laughs> the struggle is over in Jesus' name. The struggle is over in Jesus' name. <laughs> the struggle is over. The struggle is over. The struggle is over. Somebody lift your hands, begin to worship the Lord in Jesus' name. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her tonight. Receive the joy of the Holy Ghost. Joy overflow. <laughs> joy overflowing. It got on me now. <laughs> joy overflowing. In Jesus' name. Joy overflowing. Like a river. Begin to lay your hands on people. Fire of God come upon her. I declare you'll never be the same. You'll not be like other young men. God's going to keep you. He's going to keep you from harm, danger. He's going to keep you from impurity. He's going to keep you from perverse actions. He's going to keep you from every sin, sickness, and disease, lack, and poverty. And he's setting you aside to use you for his glory in Jesus' mighty name. Fire of God come upon him tonight. Joy of the Holy Ghost come upon him in Jesus' name. <laughs> oh hallelujah let it come on this baby growing up in joy growing up in joy growing up in joy this baby will never know hurt never know heartache never know lack never know poverty never know sickness never know disease <laughs> the struggle is over in Jesus name joy like a river joy like a river joy like a river in jesus mighty name i pray for these young men lord use them mightily in this generation i pray you use them to touch many young people for the kingdom of god keep them in holiness keep them in purity away from every perverse action lord i thank you you'll use them like never ever before let the fire of your spirit come alive in their heart this year in jesus name here it is get ready <laughs> this is your breakthrough night because God's not just putting joy in he's also giving you a healing touch tonight by the power of the spirit fire of God come upon her in Jesus mighty name ha 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 glory to God in Jesus name in Jesus name joy like a river <laughs> joy like a river amen amen joy like a river in Jesus name Lord use it mightily make a preacher out of it uh, to touch this generation what happened you hurt your leg hurt your ankle you broke the ankle oh my goodness Lord in Jesus name I loose the anointing of God into her body tonight 
I take authority over every attack against her life. And Lord, even for this ankle, healing virtue flow into this ankle, into this bone tonight. And Lord, heal the break. Restore her. She'll not lose a bit of mobility. She will not have soreness. She'll not know when the weather's changing because there's pain in the ankle. Fire of God come upon her tonight in Jesus' wonderful name. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> You're going to laugh like you've never laughed in this 2019. You're going to laugh like you've never laughed. Ha, 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 Things are changing. Things are changing. Things are changing. Things are changing. It's not going to be the same as last year. Not going to go through the same stuff, see the same outcomes. Things are changing. Things are changing. By the power of God, things are changing. This is going to be the best year you've ever had in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon her now. Fresh joy of the Holy Ghost. Things are changing. Put your hands. In the name of Jesus. Joy like you've never felt. It's not going to be fleeting. It stays. It's constant. Fresh joy. Fire of God come upon her tonight. In Jesus' name. Fresh. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> joy of the Holy Ghost come upon her. Hey. Joy. 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 Oh, in Jesus' name, mighty, mighty joy of the Holy Ghost, like he's never known. Ha <laughs> ha, Lord, loose it upon him, let him laugh through the whole year. Uh, from contract to contract, he laughs. <laughs> from blessing to blessing, he laughs. From increase to increase, he laughs. All the way to the bank, he laughs. Ha 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 ha, for this is a year of increase for you. Ha 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 ha. This is just the beginning, says the Lord. This is just the beginning of what I'm going to do in you this year. <laughs> and you and your wife will laugh, laugh, laugh as you see the goodness of God upon you. Fire of God come upon him tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Woo, glory to God. <laughs> Lift your hand. Joy of the Holy Ghost come upon him. <laughs> Joy of the Holy Ghost. Take two steps forward. Increase is coming to you. This joy will bleed over into your worship, your praise. Uh, the anointing of joy comes on your worship and praise like never before. And from this night forward, <laughs> that same anointing that was on King David as he would pray and worship is coming upon you as well. Fire of God come upon her tonight. In Jesus' name, anointing of the Holy Ghost. Anointing of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Double portion. Double portion. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Double portion. Come on her tonight. In Jesus' name. <laughs> you receive it? Tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I loose that joy. Overwhelming joy. Everything the enemies use to take her out to try to destroy her life, to try to steal her peace and enjoy. It is rebuked tonight by the fire of God. Has to go. Fire of the Holy Ghost. I loose it. 
joy of God. The joy of God. Lord, for my brother, in Jesus' name, fill him with overwhelming joy tonight by the power of God, peace that passes all understanding, and a strength like he's never had to do the work of God in Jesus' name. Power of the Holy Ghost, come upon her tonight in Jesus' name. Joy of the Holy Ghost, come upon this precious woman tonight. Anointing of God, peace of God. No evil thing that's tried to come against your mind will prevail. But tonight, <laughs> God puts you in position for the best year you've ever had. Get ready. Get ready. In Jesus' wonderful name. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him tonight. Joy like a river. Joy like a river. <laughs> Joy like a river. In the mighty name of Jesus. Joy, joy. Fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> hey, come get a double portion. Aha, uh -huh, double. <laughs> double portion come upon him tonight. Lord, I loose the joy of the Holy Ghost. Come upon her tonight. Fresh fire. Fresh fire of God. Come upon her even now. She'll never be the same. Never be the same. In Jesus' name. Joy of the Holy Ghost. I loose it now by the power of God. Come upon him mightily this night. This night. The struggle is over. The struggle is over. The struggle is over. Ha 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 ha. The struggle is over. In Jesus' wonderful name. The struggle is over. Ha 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 ha. The struggle is over. Ha ha ha. Fire of God come upon him tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Next level. Next level. Next level. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Oh! Hey! Next level. Next level. struggle is over fresh fire of the Holy Ghost <laughs> Woo! whole family receive it from this night 
whole family, whole family, whole family, receive a fresh joy and a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of God come upon her now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Fire of God, come upon us today. <laughs> he fills your mouth with laughter. He fills your tongue with singing. Ah ha ha. It'll be said among the heathen. The Lord has done great things for him. <laughs> the Lord has done great things for him. Fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him tonight. For every person that's watching, wherever you're watching from, whether it's live or you're watching the replay, I loose the anointing of God to you wherever you are in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever was attacking your mind, trying to steal your joy before tonight, I command it to loose its grip off of your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. By the power of God, I loose joy, peace, and overwhelming strength to you in the name of Jesus fire of God come upon them wherever they are in Jesus mighty name touch them through this broadcast we thank you Lord for it we thank you for it we're getting testimonies that are coming back from people that are watching online we had a girl write us in from Pittsburgh Pennsylvania she said I was born with this problem in my body I wanted to come to your service my mom wouldn't let me go because you guys are Pentecostal. <laughs> and so she said, I didn't want to disobey my mom. She said, so I just went up in my room and pulled my phone out and turned it on the live stream on Facebook. And she said, while I was watching and you prayed the prayer of faith, I felt the anointing come through on my phone, got in my body, and sickness had to go out. And she was healed. Nobody laid hands on her, anointed her with oil, put a prayer cloth on her. Just by watching online, power God hit her body that's because the anointing knows no distance knows no boundaries it's the same power wherever you catch it in fact you ever think about this that's why the spoken word of the anointing gives us the power to become omnipresent because we can speak it from here and something has to change in China lift your hands your ministry is changing levels this month in Jesus name before January comes to an end, you'll notice an increase. You'll notice, not only that, a different level of power in operation. And not only that, but God's going to begin to speak to you in a new way. Beginning in February even, you'll start to see things you've never seen as God meets with you. And the Bible says and calls it the secrets of God. The secrets of God are coming to you to reach more people than you've ever reached. 
Edwin, look right at me. I'll give you a word. In this 2019, you will reach more people for Jesus in this one year than you have in the combined years you've been working for the Lord before this year. That's the kind of increase that's coming in. More people coming into the kingdom than you've ever seen. And you're going to rejoice when you see it. In Jesus' name, fire of God come upon him tonight and make him a productive worker in the kingdom like he never has been. Multiply his efforts. Expedite his results. In Jesus' wonderful name, And we thank you. We give you praise. Somebody lift those hands and thank the Lord. God is making you contagious this year. Contagious. People won't even be able to stay around you without getting a touch from the Lord. Because it's not something that just manifests in church. The power of God's real. No matter where you are. Walmart, it's real. At the garage, it's real. At home, it's real. Wherever you go, this thing will bleed off of you flow off of you <laughs> and get on somebody else and it starts tonight <laughs> fire of the Holy Ghost come upon him in Jesus <laughs> in Jesus name in Jesus name oh Lord Lord, Lord, we praise you. Oh, Father, you're so good. You're so mighty. You're so wonderful. Lord, we need the fullness of joy just like we need your presence. Father, we receive your presence and we receive your joy. We receive your strength to be who you've called us to be, to be a light to the world. To be a light of your strength, a light of your presence, and a light of your glory. Lord, let us shine in your fullness with the joy of the Lord. Father, we praise you. Lord, we yield ourselves to you. That we might be your witness everywhere we go. Father, we praise you and we worship you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.